Okay, we're beginning tonight's Chap Shir. This is Parshas Bichu Kaisai. Um, I think it's actually Chap number 50. It's like a Matan Torah Chap. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Torah about the unbelievable brachas that exist in the Torah of this week's Parsha. And uh, the main topic of tonight, I didn't come up with a good name, we'll probably come up with one later, but the main topic of tonight is something that applies especially to you, and that is Amelus Batayra. Eliezer, you with me on this one? Amelus Batayra. It's, it's words that we hear, especially in yeshivas, and, you know, in, in Batei Medrash. Amelus Batayra, Amelus Batayra. Madam Zayma, Amel Miyageya Zayin Teyre. What is Amelus? What's required of Amelus? Is it extra credit? What counts as Amelus? Why Amelus? What's going on over here? And why is there this tremendous bracha? And this week's parsha, that all is because of Amelus Batayra. Let's give a little bit look inside what's going on over here. Shalom Leichem, nice to see you. The first pasuk in Bukhukai Zaytei Leichem as Mitzvah Zaytishmaru Vasisem Waisam. So you can have all of these unbelievable brachas, Mamish Adbalidai. You read the Psukim and the Rashis, what the brachas over here, the wealth, the health, the good fortune, the success, the power, the might of Christ, all the peace, the, 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 the children eating old stock, new stock, Oichel Ma'at and Nizbarich Bimeyov. Unbelievable bracha and the Medrash Tanchuma speaks about different kufas and Klaisel where they had along these lines and it was it was it was mesmerizing, it was unbelievable, such bracha. And all for what? The Pasik says in Zagrashi, Shetiyu Amelim Batayra. Do you hear me, Chaim? Uh, Chaim, you hear me? Yeah, okay. Shetiyu Amelim Batayra. That you should be Omel in Torah. And Omel is a very broad word. We're used to hearing the Arbeim. Amelus, Amelus. But what is it? Why should we do it? Are we chayiv to do it? And what's the unbelievable bracha that we find associated with Amelus Batayra? Now just to, to, to start you off, when we say, the, you know, you look around, where do we find the word Amelus? It's not a yeshiva word. It comes up in Tanakh, I'll quote a few places and try to draw out from there a description of what Amelos Batayra is. So we know Adam Amal Yulad. Man was created Le'amal. The Gemara Masech, the Sanedrus, Dav Tzadi, says, what type of Amelos are we talking about? First the Gemara thought maybe it's Amel Guf, to work with your body, put an effort with your body. And then the Gemara says it's Omel Peh, maybe it's Devarim Betelim, whatever that means. Until finally it says, Amelus Batayra. The Targum Yonizin Ben Uziel, on the Pasuk in Eoiv, this is Eoiv Perik Hei, Pasuk Zion. What does it mean? Adam Laomal Yulad. Zog the Targum, Arum Barnash, a human being, Lemile Beiraisa Isbury. He's created to work, to toil, to labor in Torah. What? Why do I have to labor in Torah? What does it mean to work in Torah, to toil in Torah? I have a good head, a good mind. I'm not going to say you, there's a certain kid in my class. He's literally, I don't know if he's more there or more not there. Some of my students that are joining the Shia right now might know who I'm talking about. He's more absent than not. And even when he's there, I think he's right absent. And can I know, he's blessed with a Zakup. 
He remembers everything. He gets unbelievable marks on his tests. Gewaldig! But that's not what we're created for. We're not created to get good marks and just to know things. They, they asked Rav Hudner once, a Shiloh was brought down the Mechtavim, where there was a boy in Camp Morris, who up in the mountains, there was some hypnotist going around, entertaining, whatever it is, and he offered somebody in Camp Morris, I could hypnotize you to remember everything you learn. What a golden opportunity! You go to sheer, tune out, everything's going into your subconscious brain, and boom, instant recall. And Rav Hutner said, no. That's not the mitzvah. The mitzvah is like we say, we say the bracha. Asher, kiddushanu, bimitzvah vitzivanu. Not Lilmoy Torah, not Ladas Torah, not Ladaber B'Torah, but Lasoik B'Divrei Torah. That's the mitzvah. So I think we're leading into Shavuos over here. We have to understand what is the mitzvah. Lasoik. And by the way, we use Birchaz HaMitzvahs to define the mitzvah. As we know, the famous question by Adlokas Neir is Hanukkah. The Gemara wants to know, is the mitzvah placing the Neir Hanukkah by the Menorah? Or is the mitzvah lighting it, and the Gemorians are bringing a raya from the bracha. Oh, you have a raya that the mitzvah is to light. So if that's the description of the mitzvah lasoik, so everybody's going to ask, I see everybody raising their hand, okay, no one's raising their hand. But um, what's the difference between lasoik and amal? And if we have to do lasoik, and if that's what Amelos is, then why does it deserve such bracha? What's the tremendous bracha that's in this pasuk? It sounds like it's almost like an extra credit thing. If we're mitzvah of the Isa, we're commanded. This is basic things that we have to do. Then what's the big deal? You know, I don't deserve grace of bracha. So there's another thing over here in the parasha, and that is, first of all, what's the midah, connected midah for this bracha? Is the bracha in the parasha nisim? Is it niflois? It's pretty much nature on steroids. That's what it is. There's no shaloikaderachateva, breaking miraculous events. Rather, it's tremendous, tremendous bracha of nature coming out. And if it would happen to one person that his crop is unbelievably successful and he has many children and they're all healthy and he has no problems and no enemies, no, no. Zogdur Ramban, life is full of that. It's full of good people who Hashem blesses them with all sorts of success and nobody's going to call it a miracle. It's a nice nistar. But for this to happen to all of Klai Yisrael when everyone's doing it and the whole land of Eretz Yisrael is so productive, that's amazing. Even though it's not breaking Teva, but that's a nice. And it's something noticeable that people see. So we have this thing, it's like a quasi nace that's occurring. And why? Just because you do gamelus material? Besides the fact, Ramban says, this bracha never fully, completely, totally happened. Listen to this. There's a Gemara, a Medrash, that says that uh, David Amalek was once chasing after some enemies. And he took out his spear or his sword and he's running after. And he killed with one run of his sword eight Hundred people. And he came back home that day, and you know, and, uh, he's depressed. That, that wasn't a successful day. He's upset. 800 guys in one run of the sword. 
He wasn't happy. Vaseist. The Pasuk says, one of you are going are gonna to run after a, a thousand when you have a tzibur. He was going with a group. So Rashi says, when you have a, a, a tzibur, so even though one should only run after a, a chamisha, meya, so that it's five, that's 20 times, but with the group, he said, he said, I should have killed a thousand. Where's the, where's the other 200? And Hashem answered him, oh, you did a chet. And the mice of Uriachiti, one chet you did, and you know, that's why you're not so good to the full bracha. So the bracha is out there, Vice Dice. It's accessible, but you got to be really deserving of it. In last week's parasha, the parasha Bahar with Shemitah, Ramayisha Feinstein asks, that says, if you keep Shemitah, I will command my bracha. And Ramayisha asks, what does it mean to command bracha? Bracha needs commanding? What's command? I'll be mavarich you. You'll be benched. So let's talk a little bit about this. What does it mean? Let's get first to the basic mitzvah of Talmud Torah. Asher kiddushanu b'mitzvah What is the basic mitzvah? We shouldn't pat ourselves in the back. Oh, I'm so great. I'm so wonderful. I learned for an hour today, two hours today, five hours today, whatever it is. What does it mean? La'asoyk b'divah so in Shulchan Aruch, forget about Musa, Svarim, or anything. You open up in Shulchan Aruch, and the Taz talks about the first halacha in Hilchas Brichas Atayra, where it says, Tzarech Lizar Bema'oid, because we know that the Churban Mesa Mikdash came, Shalai Baruch Hu Ba'atayr Tchila, Frek the Taz, Vaz licked in the Bracha. What's in the Bracha, Birchas Atayra, that's so important? And he says, the Bracha, what's so important about the Bracha, Birchas Atayra, is this one word. La'asik. It informs you of what you're supposed to be doing for the mitzvah. And he says that Kla Yisrael, Bizman Achorban, like the Gemara says, they were learning Torah. But they missed the boat. Because they didn't say the bracha. They didn't say La Soik They missed the boat. And they weren't Isaac. So what does it mean to be Isaac? I'll read you his words. To learn with some level of burden and effort. Tircha. He writes a lot more. I'll read you another quote from him. What we could draw out from the Lashon of the Bracha. So just on a broad term, the mitzvah, where mitzvah v'aisa, the chiyuv of Talmud Torah, is derech toirach davka, with some level of burdensome effort. We'll talk about what that means soon. But that's the basic mitzvah. No grace extra credit. This is lasoik v'divrei Torah. That's the mitzvah. We find in Chazal What is the difference between I mean, you, you, the Torah is only going to reside in you. You'll be successful in learning only if you may miss Atzmai. That's the basic chiyuf. And then we have this whole other parish over here that if you're Ma'amel B'Torah, you get unbelievable bracha, unbelievable blessings at Oilam Not just, oh, you want to have your Torah, you want your Torah to be Miskayim, you got to be Ma'amal Miyageya. No! Now, Melus brings unbelievable bracha. So, what does it mean? If you may Misatz Mayalea, then it's just Miskayim? 
It seems like there's two levels. There must be a basic level that we're all chayiv to do. And then there's another level which all the brachas of this week's parasha kick in for, and that is amelus. There's lasoik, and there's amelus. Another question that we have over here, been a get to amelus. Um, Rashi, a famous Rashi in Piggy Ovis. Mishnah Piggy Ovis says, and Rashi says, what does it mean? This is the way of Torah. If you eat bread and salt and there's a small amount of water, Rashi says, we're not talking about somebody who could afford better food. Somebody who has a normal bed, he should lay on the floor. He should only have, you know, dry bread and salt. So Rashi, what it means is that your commitment to Torah should be such that even if all you have is bread and water, even if all you have is sleeping on the floor, even if all you have are these minimal life conditions, still you're going to learn. But it's not a lechatchila Rashi's learning. We're not saying lechatchila go out and put aside the good food and have bad food, put aside the good matches and sleep on the floor, put aside your favorite Snapple coffee, whatever it is, and have water. Rashi's saying that even if it comes to that, you'll still learn. So why over here are we saying that l'chayr, the mitzvah is l'chatchila, to burden yourself with some hardship? Is this against Rashi? Well, there must be two different levels over here, and that's what we're going to talk about. So how do we know that means What's the reference in the Pasuk? Maybe just means, I don't know, you learn Torah. How do I know it's Amel So the Mepharshim explained that Amel is a chayk. Regular Torah is a mishpat. You got to learn Torah to know what to do. You got to learn Torah. It's a mitzvah like any other mitzvah. You're a citizen of a country. You got to know the laws. You're a citizen of God's nation. You got to know his laws. You got to read the rule book. That's a mishpat. But this new added aspect of tircha, of amelos batayra, this new factor of amelos batayra, that's a chayk. And that's what it says in the Pasuk, So much so, listen to this, Rabshamshim Hafal Hirsch says that if you look at the first place, the first place where the word Amelus comes up in the Torah is actually by Yosef HaTzadik, Yashikoyach, shout out to Moshe, oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, so we said, what's the pshat that in Bukhukai Saitelechu is a chayk? It's a chayk of Amelos Batayra. Because Amelos doesn't really make sense. Reb Shamsun Valur says that Yosef Tzadik said, Hashem made me forget when he, when he named his two sons, Menashe and Ephraim. The Pasuk says, Kinashani, Kinashani, Baruch Hu made me forget. Elohim has called all of my efforts. Hashem made me forget all of my amal. Says Reb Shamsun When you see the results of your efforts, that is not really amelus. When you see results from the pain and the effort that you put into something, no pain, no gain. We all know that. 
when the Pesach says that Nashani Elohim has called Amali, has called Hashem made me forget my Amelos. Amelos is something that you don't see the purpose to. That's what Amelos is. Shh. What? I'm on mute. You're mute. How am I mute? That's weird. Okay. Hello again. So Shamsu Fuller says that Amelos means something that you don't see a purpose to at all. That's what it means by Yosef HaTzadik. Hashem made me forget my Amelos. All of the effort, all of the pain that he went through being with his family and being sold down the river, there was no zecher of it. He moved down to Mitzrayim and... Amelus says of Shamsun Falersh is labor in vain. Absolute, purposeless labor for no productive reason. And that makes this chaik even more surprising. If that's, if that's what it means to be Amel Matoya, why? If I'm doing a hard sugya, taka takes a lot of brain power. It's difficult. I'm stuck someplace without an air conditioner and I'm learning anyway because I have no other choice. Okay. But that's not Amelus. <laughs> that's what's needed for you to get to your product. You need brain power to understand Ruki Vegar. You, you need to sit in the heat and learn because otherwise, what do you, you don't have an air conditioner. Over there, the effort, the tircha, the, the, the pain going into it was needed. It was necessary. That's not a melos. That's the basic level, what your mitzvah ve'oisa. That's the taz's la, so That's a basic. We're commanded to put an effort to learn Torah if that's what we need to do to learn. Like Rashi says, if you don't have good food, you'll learn anyway. That's not a needless, purposeless labor in vain. That has purpose. The only way I was able to learn is if I was Isaac, is if I was Ma'amal, if I was Meyageya. So what's that? We're telling you now that there's an Indian Davka to be Ma'amal and to put an extra effort, even though it seems totally unproductive? Why? So I'd like to share with you a chat which still remains that the effort will be unproductive, but at least there's a reason behind it. We have a, a, a rule. My boys were learning Kedushin recently. Rafael Anasab was learning Kedushin recently. My school was learning Kedushin recently. And there's a sugya, Ishmekadish Boyu Bishluchai. And we say over there, Mitzvah Boyu Bishluchai. It's a bigger mitzvah to do something on your own than through a shliach. Why? Why is there a bigger mitzvah on your own than through a shliach? What's the Indian? And Rashi says, because your goof is involved. And therefore you get more schar. Why? Is it the var that it's harder to do it myself? Is it the var that I could do it better than if I delegated to a shliach? I'm not sure. There's a Gemara that says, God del gemilas chasodim more than tzedakah. Because tzedakah you just do with your money and gemilas chasodim you do with your goof. There's a Gemara that says that from all the people who are Oila to the Taira, by Kriyasa Taira, oh, she, she's Gavaldig, ooh, boo, boo, wow. The biggest one, the greatest reward goes to the Hagbah, because his goof is involved in the mitzvah. Why? Because it's hard? What about a guy who's hard for him to read, so he doesn't know the Birch Taira, it was very difficult? No, no, no. The guy who's doing Hagbah, he gets more credit, even though he's got muscles, like whatever, he's picking up the Sefer Taira like a piece of paper. The Vard is that there's bedavkan inyan, lechat even if it's not necessary, 
the more of you that's involved, then the more of you is doing mitzvah. If I read a Sefer, and I read it and I understand everything, how much of me is involved in that mitzvah of Talmud Torah? If I read from a Sefer Torah and I make a birch as a Torah, how much of me is involved in the mitzvah? Just my mouth. But when I pick up the Sefer Torah, even if it's effortless, the bottom line is I'm involving my body. Tzedakah involves just your money. Gemilas chaseldim involves your guf. There's an Indian specifically to involve more of yourself in a mitzvah. Now you have to do whatever it takes to learn. If all you have is passive malach, go ahead. If all you have is a room without air conditioning in the summer, go ahead. If all you have was a bad night's sleep and still you're going to learn, kachi daka shel That you have to do. That's basics. That's lasik b'divayseira. But on top of that, there's a level which is l'chatchila, and it's a bracha, but it's l'fnim eshuas hadin. And that is to purposefully involve more of yourself in learning. On a minimum level, this means that you could just go to a shear, which is easy. The information goes straight into your brain. And we did that one time. The door that was Mechabal Torah, we're going to Shavuos. We call it Zman Matan Torah It was a gift. Das Acheres Machna even works for a cotton chain by Das. What did we need to get the Torah? Not much. Not much. We were Mechabal the Torah. And Moshe Rabbeinu broke the first Luchais, which would have said that Kleiser would never have to be Miyagin in Torah. If we would have had the first luchais, the ur, the energy, the kayach, the ruchnias in the first luchais would emanate to all of Klai Yisrael that we would never have to toil in Tyra. And that's why Klai Yisrael was bored waiting for Moshe Rabbeinu and they did the egel. Moshe Rabbeinu broke the luchais with shayinais and with the luchais shniais came this new thing that you got to work for Tyra, to remember Tyra. To understand Torah. You need to do it. That's the basic mitzvah last week. And now also there's an advantage. The more involvement that you have in Torah, that's Amelus. Now, it could be Amelus Baguf. And my, my Zayda, my Shver's father. He was a bucker. And he was a Talmud of Shimon Shkup. He came in one night to the base of Medrash and he found Rav Shimon Shkub late at night standing there in the freezing cold, standing over a radiator with his hands over the radiator to warm himself. It was so cold and his mind was so consumed in the sugya of Shimon Shkub. His face was red. And he figured it's not a good time to ask Rav Shimon his kasha. The next morning, Rav Shimon woke up early and he went to the base of Medrash and what does he find? Reb Shimon was standing in the exact same spot. He didn't budge. What a tremendous amount of amelas to stand in the same. The truth is, I don't even know if that was lechatchila. I don't even know if it was planned. Reb Shimon probably got so caught up in the suya, he got lost. But here we have that there's a bedavka and Indian to go out of the way to involve yourself. 
like Hagba, like Gemilas Chasodim, as opposed to Tzedakah, to involve more of yourself. I want to share with you what this means. The Malbim and the Gra, when they touch the word Amel in Mishlei, and by Bilam, when he cursed Klaizol, he tried to curse Klaizol, he ended up with a blessing. It says, V'loi ra, Amel be Yisrael. Both the Gra and the Malbim say, Amelos, in these Psukim, which are on a negative connotation, it's talking about a malus for a sin, refers to thoughts. Thoughts, concentration, planning to do Averis. And Bilam was saying, Hashem doesn't look at Kleiswell's inappropriate thoughts and plans and wishes to do Averis, as long as they weren't exposed. But from here we could glean that there is an amelus that's just in the realm of thought. We know that there's an Amelus also in the realm of Guf. The stories that uh, abound of great tzaddikim. I'm going to tell you one unbelievable Maisa. I saw Rabbi Rukham Olshin gave a vat about this in the Haskal Azman of Lakewood. But I get to this new situation that we have of people learning remotely in their homes with Chavruzas over the phone and the difficulty that is involved in there. He said that he knew a yid by the name of Reb Elia Kazlowitz, who in his young days was a Talmud of Rebbe Khanan, and he came to Rebbe Khanan and he said, why is it that we find B'nai Torah suffering such hardships? Kristallnacht, the destruction of the shuls, it became so difficult to learn Torah. Their lives in general, poverty and pain. And Rebbe Khanan said, because we need more schos HaTorah. And even with the Bate Midrashim closed, and with the threat of the government that made so many people stop learning, and it made the very few soldiers of Navardic and Kletsk and, and Namir, and these people dared learn Tyra with such fright and anxiety and fear. Those few numbers of people, Zagrabochanan, the added effort, anxiety, pain, and worry that went into that, says Zagrabochanan made the Torah a million times more powerful. And that's what Hashem wanted. The world needed so much more Torah because the world would have been destroyed in the times of the Holocaust. And what kept the world going was the less Torah with the more effort. Physical effort. Anxiety. Taizvah says, Why is it God a person is commanded, mitzvahs is greater than voluntary, because when you're commanded, there's a little, a little stress. I have to do it. I have to do it right. I better do it correctly. That little stress gives you more reward. Why? Why? So, from Tzara we have a general rule from Tzara but I'd like to suggest another pshat. Reb Shloimavob in the Ali Shore says, this is in this Vadim, the last Vad that he has on Kas. In Chelek Sheni Valley Shore. He says there's a midah and a medj called Koyach HaSavlonis, HaSoivel, Tolerance. He's talking about the antidote to anger. Tolerance. To bear pain, emotional pain, hurt, hard feelings. And to let it go. Says of Volba, and he brings like the, 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 the medrash that says that some are now loving the Enam Olben, Shaymim Kherpasim, Enam Ashivim, people that get insulted and don't insult back, people who are ashamed and they don't react. 
They're called Ketzeis HaShemesh Bigvurasa. Says Reb Volba, one might say that when somebody suffers, somebody suffers shame, hurt, emotional pain, betrayal, and they go on. You might say he was passive. He's not doing much. Zakra Volba. When a Yid Chas Shalom is sick and he holds on to his amuna. When a Yid Chas Shalom is suffering pain and still he's going through a mitzvah, amuna, whatever it is he's doing. The Pasuk that says, Ketzei Hashem is Bigvarase is informing us that there's more Koychai Zanefesh involved. There's more activity going on in that mitzvah, in that savlonis, in bearing that pain and difficulty than when the person actively is doing a mitzvah but without pain. There's more active bepoya, like it says, Hashem is like a sun shining in midday. There's nothing more powerful, energetic, and active than that. When a person is soivel, pain, sorrow, difficulty, anxiety, worry, tirdus, and even though it's not in this gala, like the Groenam album say, Amelos is inside you. There's a physical Amelos, and there's also an Amelos of Boisai, of putting aside everything going around in the home while everyone's home together, and the different scheduling. And as much as, hey, you know, I'm learning at home with my slippers and PJs or whatever it is, there's a tremendous amount of amelos inside that one could do. It doesn't have to mean a shverer Rebbe and working the mind like crazy. Zichr, that's amelos without a shayla. But there's multiple levels of amelos and anything that you do extra with effort, even if it's in your heart, in your emotions, in your mind, that is Amelus. Um, and that brings tremendous bracha. Something that you're forced into, and this is an amazing thing, Rabbi. So we all mitzvah tzrichas kavana. Ramayisha says in last week's parish of Tzibisias, because he says, sometimes bracha has a kitrick to stop. If we do something, we do chukim of Hashem without understanding the reason, just because Hashem commanded me to, Hashem will command this bracha to affect us even if there's good reason to stop. No. The bracha is now mitzvah. And without any reasonable reason, the bracha is chal on the person even though he didn't deserve it. There's a lot of ketrugim. The brachas of this week's parasha, which is an unbelievable depth of the richness of nature, comes from the unbelievable depth and richness of the human being that gets invested into Torah. When you go behind the scenes into the depths of your character to bring out the different energies within you, whether it's your mind energy, whether it's the emotional energy, whether it's forcing certain feelings or tear this out of your mind, whether it's things going on, the discomfort in the house, a small quarters, sharing rooms, sharing phone lines. If it's done because you're forced to, <laughs> no big deal, you must supervise for that. Last like Mitzvah Zaira. Mitzvah Kavana. But a person that goes even beyond that, and a person goes and involves himself a little bit extra, the Gemara says, even Amol Peh, just the Amelus of moving your lips, as opposed to just reading with your eyes and mind, is called Amelus. Amelus is any extra effort, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional. And if you do it bekavana, 
If you do it with intent and you initialize that amelos and that extra effort and you do it leman Hashem for no good reason, it's not productive. The extra effort that you put into Torah is not producing better results. Afalpikin, you do it because Hashem commanded you, because you're mitzvah and you want to do it because Hashem wants it. The depths of your spirit and the depths of your nature and the that are in you that are all now being invested and infused into the Torah. The Midah Kenegad Midah is not miraculous things that are Shalai Kenegad Teva. The Midah Kenegad Midah is that nature and all of its depths, its unbelievable depths of Koyches HaTeva come out for such a person because he's plumbing the depths of himself and bringing more and more of his kaychais into his learning. That could be when a person has worry on his mind. You can't learn when you're worried. Like we know the Gemara says, Milsad v'dichusa, you got to start off sheer with something light, with something entertaining. You learn in a good mood. What do you mean you know what's going on? There are sick people all around and business is down and there's so much going on. Ah, how can I learn? And you put that worry and sadness out of your mind. It takes effort. That effort that was just invested for you to learn, that's a melos It's a pleasant one. But that's a melos Every single extra effort and extra learning on the phone is not convenient to get a stickle earache. The, ear, the earbuds don't fit you so well. You, you, it's, it's not comfortable. You can't hear your friends so well. You're breaking up. It's a little more confusing. That's extra effort. And you could do it shalai b'kavana because you're forced. What else could I do? But you have the ability to l'chatchila accept this upon yourself. L'tzayrach ha'tayrah. And to make that into amelus b'tayrah and you'll be unbelievably gebenched with all the riches of the brachas of this week's parsha. This, I think, is the Indian that we learn of Godom And that you see that even anxiety, that little stress, that adds to your schar. This is what we see from Hagba, the Gemilas Chasodim, that involving your physical body. And any amount of extra tircha and tirda and burden and effort is involving more self. Besides the Indian of Lufum Tzara Agra. You're involving more koiches nefesh and investing them into learning. So Hashem will involve more koiches habriah in the nature to bless you and to provide for you. We wish that we say, we lane this parasha towards the end of the year, in the beginning of the new season of fruit, before Shavuos. Because we say, May this year and all of its curses end. And this new year of harvest and fruits should be gebenched. This is a time where we ask Hashem, Hashem should change around all the negative and turn it positive. And we have the ability to do that. As Rabbi Ruch Moshin said, we learn from the curse. What did, everything that, that Bilam wanted to curse us with turned into a bracha. So the bracha that he said, How beautiful are your tents, Yaakov! He wanted to curse us by closing down our tents of Torah, by closing down our Bate Tvilo, Bate Medrash. But it turned into a bracha. Number one, it turned into a bracha that we have those tents, but it turned into a bracha that even when they are closed, even when they are shut down, even when now it's more limited and a little bit more difficult to focus and learn and to have a chavrusa, and it, it, it comes with difficulties. 
That's a tremendous bracha. It opens up a wellspring of bracha. More than Bilam could have ever imagined that if he would have given us a bracha directly. We should all be zeicha to all the birchas ha And we should be zeicha taschil shana u birchaiseha. Yashikoyak for joining. A good tenacht.